0: I kind of want to get like an exotic pet. I don't know. Oh. I got to look up the laws like I know there's certain things you can't have in New York state. But I feel goodness. like I, I feel like I'm a reptile guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh just Big the, lizard I, immediately came to mind.
0: Yeah, I, I would be a cat person, but I'm like extremely allergic to them. Mm. Um otherwise I would be a cat person cuz I like animals that I have two dogs and like I'm not really even a dog person. Like I like yeah. animals that do their own thing, mm-hmm. and like they they just you can pay attention to them if you want or not. So I feel like reptiles is probably more my speed.
2: Yeah, we have we have Sorry. an African clawed frog, which is fully aquatic, and <laughs> uh, it's pretty Water cool. Frog.
0: Yeah, I want to get like a Komodo dragon. And just have it like hang out in my house and I can walk around in like a kimono with a sword on my hip and just kind of like hang out with it. Hmm.
2: My wife got a snake for a bit, but uh, they actually take a lot of upkeep. And then they just like decide sometimes I'm not going to eat for three months. You're like, what? Well,
0: what worries me about snakes is that they can unhinge their jaw. So, mm-hmm. like, they could pretty much eat anything. I don't trust well, them.
2: It, 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 I would also recommend not starting with one that could eat you. Maybe start with, like, one that'll grow to be, be like, two feet.
0: Well, I go big. So, like, I would get yeah. a yellow and white anaconda. Just <laughs> have it in the house.
1: All right, right. You, you you may want to get something that won't put the family at risk this 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 budding new family you're starting over there yeah.
0: listen they're they're, they're going to learn quick
1: life life is risky though you know i yeah. g- i guess maybe my household
0: you're, you're forged from steel <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah i don't really remember the game and i just to be honest i didn't watch most like I, I was watching it but it wasn't keeping track as well as you guys were
0: well the the main theme of the game was like I mean, you, we'll get into it. You saw our XG. It was through the fucking roof. And the ref also had a stick up his ass for us for some reason. And that was Yeah, Ryo
1: and Will and, and, and Alien were just getting annihilated.
0: And that's not any different for an alien. Like, an alien gets battered every game. Like, yeah. people just kick the shit out of him. And he gets right back up every time. But he never gets those calls. And recently, Rayo's been the one to be a target. Like it, it was last game too. He kept getting kicked in okay. the ankles, and nothing happened.
2: Well, let's let's start right, this. Okay.
0: <laughs> you guys ready to do an intro yet?
1: No. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. do it. Yeah. Ah, do this. fuck!
0: New York what? City just jumped us in the table as you said that. All right, go ahead.
1: You got, you got a Welcome to the Valiant Thirty Three Podcast. Uh, I am Evan, taking over introduction duties uh, for this week. Let me know how how I did. Uh, Here with Mike and Stu. How's it going, guys?
0: It was going a lot better. I was going to say that we were in third place, but New York City just jumped up to third and we're down to fourth now, but that's just because the game started and they get a point um, automatically for that.
1: Who are they playing right now?
0: Uh, who are they playing? Philly.
2: Philly. Philly Union Two.
0: It's kind of it's a no-win situation for us because if either team wins, they jump us. So the best we can hope for is a draw, and then one of them does pens because apparently goal differential doesn't make any difference. It's just wins. So we only yeah. got four, and either way, they're gonna get five. So it was a. It, it, it's a zero sum game for this one.
1: And Stu, what's happening down in Charlotte these days?
2: Oh, it's uh, oh, we got a Thursday game coming up. That'll be fun. Ooh, nice. It's and, a new and then Friday. They, yeah, and then they want us to stay after to watch. Um, they're, they're doing. They're actually doing a very kind of cool thing. No, it's not porn. It's a good community event. It's just unfortunately timed. So they're they're doing a. A, soccer t- a Charlotte FC branded soccer team with some, as they say, fully bodied people and some special needs people. And they're playing on the field. The unfortunate aspect is they're doing that after the Thursday game, which is already kind of starting late. And they're like, oh, just stay behind. I'm like, "I staying out until 11 o'clock watching two soccer games is going to be an ask. You're working, I- man.
0: Are you playing in that game?
2: No, I am not one of the special needs people.
0: Okay, that's pretty much where I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking killed that joke before it even got started. Uh, yeah, so really, the, I just want to give a quick rundown of the table to kind of set this whole thing up. Crew is still up top in the leader of that division. Then... Before we started recording, it was New England, us, then New York City, then Philly, and then the rest of the scrubs. Um, but we're a game behind, technically in the win column. Uh, so we're in fourth now uh and third in the division, but we're tied on points with New York City and five behind the revs,
1: assuming that game New York City walks away with one point right that that still could change.
0: Yeah, whether they win or draw or whatever, they're still pending results. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's most likely that the best result for us would be a Philly Union PK win.
1: Yeah. I think so. Um, I think Philly doesn't scare me. Philly doesn't scare me. I thought New York City was better. So let's let them get it.
0: Yeah. But now, now's the time of year where I'm starting to pay more attention to other fixtures, especially in our division. Um, because really, we just got a gun for the Revs to win the division. Um, but we also have that safety net of the next two highest points make the playoffs. So we're in a good position.
1: Yeah, we're, in a, we're in a good spot. And now we uh, are a step closer to, uh, to New England as well with uh, Chicago getting a, a surprise result yesterday, helping us out a little bit.
0: Yeah, that came out of nowhere. It was a 4-3 win for Chicago.
1: Yeah, a lot of goals from them. I don't think they they haven't done much of anything this year, but that was was nice. It was nice to see.
0: So the game... They've at least
2: been doing more than Cincinnati. So (laughs) we always got to remember, if we want to shit on anyone, it's always Cincinnati.
0: So the game uh, Friday was a win in pens for us over Columbus Crew 2. Um, we are starting to, I mean, it technically it's another unbeaten run, but that's two pen wins in a row. And Evan, you predicted us becoming two point merchants and that's kind of starting to shake out a little bit.
1: I, I did predict it. I just had a feeling another one was coming. We've, uh, we've just lost that like a little bit of rhythm up top and we looked really good. You know, we'll 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 talk more about the specifics of the game, but overall, like it was a pretty good performance. It's just this it was kinda like the er, er, early in the year. There was like the the first couple of games were like us finding ourselves just as a team. Then the next couple of games were better. We weren't quite there yet. It was just rhythm around the box. Then we took off, started scoring all kinds of goals, and now we're kind of back to that like maybe that stage two of the season where things are looking pretty good overall. We're just, just not quite knocking in the goals. Uh, we'll, we'll break out of it eventually, but yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to take something to, to, to get us, to get us getting those goals again.
0: And I wouldn't say we're playing bad at all. No, no, we're, not we're, at all. We look like we're in good form. It's just a little scoring rough patch, I guess you could say. And over the past couple games, the, the lineups changed a little bit. I mean, this, this game, we had Rayo on the left, an alien back in the, in the striker position, then Eddie Williams on the right wing, then everything else was the same Reese's back in, in for, uh, instead of Wood. So really the core of the team, the backbone, the midfield, and the back three stayed the same. There's a little mix-up in the front three. And I th- think just Bruno hasn't really hammered out that trio specifically what he wants game in game out. And he may also be playing a little bit strategically and just throwing in a mix of a front three, depending on who we're playing. Yeah.
1: It's, it's nice to be able to to rotate. It's nice to have some different options up there. I think uh, taking Batiz out that smells like just rotation to me than anything. He he's been probably our most consistent threat and and certainly our most consistent direct threat uh with with the ball he did come in later in the match but uh i I think that was more about about rotating um and alien probably getting getting his fitness back and and was looking ready to go get him some good minutes in uh so that yeah i I agree i I think we're maybe maybe trying to find it but it's not the worst problem to have to have you know four, five, six guys who can all do a job uh in your front three
0: and it's also uh A good look because like like we've said before we're one of the only teams that has a set lineup where teams facing us can look at film and go okay this is probably what we're gonna see so by mixing up that front three and kind of swapping guys in and out it it's a little change up and it's probably a strategy move just to to keep the opponents on their toes a little bit
1: yeah yeah and i guess to to talk about uh, an alien specifically, as kind of the the, the new component introduced uh, for for the game against crew, uh, he he gives uh, Rios Ryo, so Ryo Rios still in back out to the wing where he was earlier in the year. He gives more of a uh, an actual striker presence. Uh, he's not necessarily a big target man, but he does occupy more of the traditional striker spaces. I think his mo is to be a bit of a connector as a striker. He'll 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 come in and get the ball. Uh, and and kind of stitch play together in the buildup. um and he does a nice job of that uh he definitely is willing to to kind of get in there post up defenders a little bit uh we definitely saw him get hammered a few times uh, rayo got hammered a few times um so so he does but he, the the point is he he occupies more of the traditional striker space whereas when uh, rayo is is starting as the the, the number 9 he uh is kind of all over the place he's more of a something like a false nine, uh, as a striker, whereas, where's will really kind of occupies that, that more traditional space, though he will drop into the midfield a, a, a little bit more, um, to, to kind of go and get the ball.
0: Yeah. I like to call an alien, like our all-rounder striker option, Like the other options that we have as striker probably, um, have a, a strength more in one area, whereas an aliens kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. and he's um, He's like your your starter weapon in a first person shooter. Like you always end up going back to it because it can do a little bit of everything.
1: The the what was uh, what was the one in, in Bond that that James Bond had? I I'm not a big video game player, so I immediately <laughs> go to Double O Seven N64 for that reference. What was the the PP7? Is that is that his gun?
0: Yeah, you've just dated yourself. Oh my yeah.
1: goodness! Yeah, that's honestly well, I. That's that's like the last game that I uh, that that I ever played was Double uh, O Seven. It's been a minute. The,
2: the, they're coming back out with it. the original? Yeah, they're they're remastering it. They haven't announced it yet, but they keep on accidentally throwing it up on Xbox and PlayStation Network and with
0: online it. play, hopefully.
2: Yep, yeah, that's the only way it's going to work. Oh
0: but yeah. As long that's as I can play,
2: it. as long as I can multiplayer in the complex,
1: baby.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a shit show. 007 online. <laughs> All right, Any so other- the, the- The stats, yeah, the stats from this game, uh, 11 shots, five on on target, 20 crosses into the box, so that trend is continuing. Um, Just some percentages I'm going to throw in there to sound smart. The 72% in the final third, 74% in the attacking half, so we were very much in their face. Um, I will say, though, as far as those 20 crosses, this game they found – a landing spot more than last game. So last game we were talking about how there's all these crosses into the box and they were just kind of falling uh, to nobody this game. There was multiple chances that happened directly from those crosses.
1: There were, it seems like they, a lot of those, I don't know how many of the 20, uh, but a lot of them find, found Dolabella, so who who makes his runs into the box and he's he's pretty tall. He's not like um a big stout target man, but he, he's pretty tall in, in in there. And he just it seems like he's always just like a, a few inches off from getting like that that connection on there to, to really drive a header at goal. They're just grazing or he, he's just not quite quite getting over it. Um, So, unfortunately, I don't know how many of those turned into really good chances, but they do seem like they're getting closer and closer.
0: Yeah, there was one specifically that was a really good chance in the 33rd minute. It was actually Jacob who crossed it um, to Dola at the back post, and he got a clean shot on it, uh, but the the keeper just came up with a save. But other than that, yeah, that was probably the only... Uh, clean shot that that came from across for him at least.
1: A lot more crosses, like like you said. Uh, I definitely noticed. So it, we, I I mentioned that uh, Will and and Rayo were were getting hammered too, up top. So another thing about the play that unfortunately we we didn't progress the ball in all those situations when we're playing it into their feet because it seemed like. The ref had something against those two players specifically, who were just getting hammered from behind. Um, it definitely seemed lopsided in in what the ref was doing. I felt like there were a few times later on in the game where maybe he gave us gave us one back. Um, but those two, it felt like we were very close to like breaking through uh, in our build up. Um, but we we had some unkind decisions from the the, the ref early on. But uh, we we were finding those two specifically uh, in, in our build up a lot, coming back uh, to playing the ball into them and feet.
0: Well, if he There's- gave us one back, I missed it because I have a list here of all the, the times <laughs> that it fucked up.
1: Go through like, the- give us the list. Give us well,
0: the list. in the 14th minute, the goal that was called off, uh, Jacob's goal, it wasn't an offside call. It was a call on Rayo for pushing the the middle center back over, which it wasn't a push. The dude fell into him and he just put his arms yeah. out. And apparently that was a call. In the 21st minute, Rayo got clobbered, no call. In the 37th minute, Williams got clobbered, no call. In the 57th minute, Rayo got slapped in the face, and that's where that scrap happened. That's right. Where Eddie and Batista came over and did what a captain should do and stand up for your teammate. And that turned into a little scrap. Um, And then in the 61st minute, Garrett just got bodied out of nowhere. He just got like an open ice check. And that was no call.
1: Yeah, we it it was it was rough. We were definitely getting getting hit around and and didn't get much from the ref. Uh, You mentioned Jacob's goal that should have been. uh, And I just want to say what an excellent first touch he has. So he I believe he scored a goal a a few games back on a on a similar one timer into the box. That's how this one was, too. He just he takes these crosses first time. Um, put it beautifully on net. That would have been a really nice goal if it would have stood. Uh, but not just in, in front of goal. He's got a lovely first touch. A, a few times balls sprayed out to him um, when he's when he's up high on the wing. Um, he he takes him down um, brilliantly. So that was something I I noticed from the game. So shout out to him.
0: Uh, and that's for that. Ed, that's both our wing backs too because Garrett actually had a shot that was very similar with an alien cross and almost the mirror image of that. So both our wingbacks are taking one touch shots off of crosses. And I think the reason why they're getting to take those shots is because nobody really does that and it's catching opponents off guard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Garrett, definitely. I mean, he's always sneaking in um, behind on that, uh, on that left-hand side. Uh, as always, he he did that again um, in in this game. He's always a threat. He's always super high. He's, he's always part of our buildup. Um, Whenever it's coming down the left hand side, um, so yeah, shout out to them and shout out to the whole back, uh, to the whole defense, including the back three. Uh, you, you mentioned Reese's back in there, um, really helps our ball playing out of the back. Uh, but nice ball playing from, from Lopez and Batista, too. Those two were super stout in defense, they, they really shut it down. Um, everyone did. It, it was a really, really, really great game from those three. Uh, we had uh some 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 threats from Columbus, but everything everything was snuffed out today. We didn't have that lapse that, that that we've talked about. There were a few brief periods where where the game tilted Columbus's way, but overall, um we didn't we didn't face those kind of sustained um, times of pressure where it's 10, 15 minutes and we're just not just just can't get the ball back. Um, maybe just a, a few minutes here and there where Columbus had had some opportunities. but yeah, shout out to the defense, super, super solid.
0: Yeah, Lopez had a great body on the line save where it was Columbus it was like around the 30th minute or something 30th like minute that. but yeah that's when yeah, that was their best and, pressure the match, and they were yeah. probably like six six feet out from goal and Lopez just slid in and did like a hockey style slide like yeah. puck block and if he wasn't there to slide in I mean Kaiki was there but that would have been a tough shot to save so putting a a leg on that or whatever he blocked it with. Might have been his chest uh, yeah. that came in clutch.
1: Yeah, Lopez and Batista both both for me were you know honorable mention. Uh, you know, man of the match performances. Hard hard not to give it to Kaique with another another penalty shootout win. But um, th- those two definitely uh, had had my attention this match.
2: Do we want to get into pens? Yeah, sure.
1: How'd it go down, Mike? It was, give give us the rundown. I didn't uh, I didn't rewatch. Did you rewatch it?
0: Not the pens part, but I was there yeah, in person, so you you'd think I would know what happened. But we uh we got I think it was Costa went first, and his shot was was saved. Costa's was saved.
1: That's right. Yeah. And
0: then maybe the, the Columbus's third shooter, uh, Kaiki came up big. Um, he yeah, saved two. There's...
1: I think the second one might right. have missed the net. I don't know if he's OK. There's the a miss
0: in a save. The okay. third
1: one was 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 the save. That's right. And I do. I didn't just suddenly remember everything. I, I pulled it up in front of me. Yeah, third <laughs> one was saved.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, then we had uh, after that third save, uh, that was when Lopez stepped up and converted. A nice, uh, a, n- a nice calm uh, finish uh, into the into the bottom corner.
0: Dolabella sealed it.
1: And Dolabella sealed it. Yep, that was that was the order of things. And Dolabella, as always, he he's he's a really assertive finisher on these uh, on these penalties. I don't I don't think he's missed one, and I think yeah he's probably taken one every time. I don't know if he's been in the match all five times, but um, yeah he's he's a really assertive uh, penalty shooter. He's he, he finishes really well.
0: What's interesting is that we're how many games in now? We're about halfway 13? through the season. Thirteen. That might be the fourteenth.
2: Twelve. We're we're twelve.
0: Okay. And how many home? How many home games have we had?
2: I think we've had five home games. Five. Five home games. Yep.
0: The majority of fans still don't realize that at the end, when there's a draw, that we go to pens, because every time that we go to pens, there's a train of people to get out, and then there's a train of people to get back in, because they don't realize uh, that is, and and that's just because it's a it's. If you're not paying attention to the league and what the league rules are, you just think, okay, it's like the rest of the world. There's draws.
2: People are surprised. They're surprised by that.
0: Yeah. Well, what I think is going to happen is because this last game, we had well over a thousand people. It was like 1,200, which is the largest amount of people that we've had at a game so far. For sure. Um, So now that's 1,200 people that know that draws draws don't end in a point. We go to pens. Whereas before, you know, it was less than that. So there's only a core group of people that knew as you know, as the crowd stays at a thousand or more every time it'll become known that that's what we do. And then people won't leave after the game and then try and get back in. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully word is out by now. Well, it seems like it is. It seems like there's been like a big swell out of nowhere where uh i it whatever is happening is starting to take hold and people are starting to show up so i don't know if it's just the time of year or you know people are seeing that other people give a shit and are going to the games so then they want to go to the games too or maybe it's both
1: yeah this one was a, a great one to see a big crowd out too uh they had uh, teacher Appreciation Night, so kind of the the, the far side section, um, and then the opposite side of the supporters group uh, was was filled with with teachers and their families, which which was really cool. They had uh, kind of a pride celebration too, fireworks after the game, um, so it was a big showing. There was a lot of lot of extras to this one, uh, at least at least more than we've had uh, thus far in the year. So it was a nice one to get a big crowd out to, and I think uh, I think it was a good show.
0: How did it look on the stream, Stu?
2: Uh, out of focus. Oh
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, the, the camera's looking better, but we're getting into the USL issue where no one is really paying attention, unfortunately, but I think that's going to get better. The, uh, the local kid who's the commentator is now following the podcast. So
0: good job, buddy. A, we yeah, love you. A
2: great job. Showed us his is set up and his, uh. His sheets for the for all the players is crazy good. Uh, Of giving giving like background and all of that.
0: So what I will say is I'm not gonna name names, but there is one person that you also know, Stu, that when we were going to Magpie early on, like when this thing was first announced, we were going to all these games and talking to people about the team. There was and he's not the only one. There's a lot of people going like Psh, MCC. Okay. Like, oh, it's MLS D3. Yeah, I'm not going to spend money on that shit. Like, blah, 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 blah. He was at the game and I was walking by and he tapped me on the shoulder. He's Like, oh, wait, 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 what's going on? And he was like, this team and what this is now is better than the Rhinos ever were. As far as quality of play and like speed of play. And that's him saying it. That's not me saying it. So don't fucking bring your torches to my house. But he's not the only one. There was somebody else who's like, who's talking shit nonstop about this rebrand and the team coming back. And he went to a game and he's like, yeah, I had a good time. I'm going to come back to the next one. So I don't want to say I told you so, but I am saying I told you so where if you come out to a game and you just hang out and have a good time. You're gonna like it, and that's kind of like the trend that we're seeing now.
2: Yeah, I'll add to that because we have a similar problem here in in Charlotte a bit. And people who only wa- ever watched it on TV, and then they're like, "Oh well, you can't go from watching watching Messi for years to watching um, watching D1 MLS or whatever." And it's like Yeah, the the quality of play might be, it is going to be different, but it's about the atmosphere. It's about being at a live event again. It's about all the other things. And yeah, the reality is the Rhinos right now are a lot better than they were in the past. That
0: Hmm. Bird's going to have an aneurysm when he hears this.
2: Yeah. If you look every five years of the team, just the quality of play goes up that much better. I think people are also just kind of unaware a lot of the time. And it's easy to just bitch about the local team when you don't actually watch it.
1: Whoever said that has never seen Pedro Dolabella. <laughs>
2: He's
1: a killer,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's it's like a perfect storm happening now where like at, at first, yeah, it was like pulling teeth to get people to come out. But now everyone's coming out of the woodwork, you know trying to get in there i'd be lying if i said i wasn't like side-eyeing some of these people because i'm like you weren't fucking here before but now you are but i it, it's a good thing to have people out there so to any people who who are listening who have been there since the this minute one of this don't gatekeep it keep it open to everybody yes That's absolutely
1: we're not we're not gonna protect the bandwagon. All all are welcome. Come 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 aboard for sure. But
0: you are slightly better than everybody else that shows up. I <laughs> <my bandwagon.
1: laughs> Another thing too that I want to mention, uh we had a question, I don't know if it was last week, maybe the week, maybe the episode before, about uh kind of environment for the kids. What's what what is the the, the team doing for uh kind of family experience? And I don't know if we can necessarily add to that or expand on it, but I will say we saw a bunch of kids, especially this this last match. I noticed a lot a lot of kids just up uh, dancing, like singing the songs, singing the players' songs. Uh, Mike, I think you I think you retweeted one of a of a kid yeah. singing the Dolabella song.
0: That so cool. it was, so to cool. Me, it was to an me, awesome that, atmosphere. That's amazing to me that we get together and we're drinking beers at the bar and we're like you know, just coming up with shit. And then you have like a a pack of like eight year olds running around singing the songs. And, and then they, they get autographs from the players and it it just feels like what a local club should be at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Pedro and, uh, and Eddie Williams are probably the the favorite targets for, uh, for the autographs right now. Those seem to be the kids, the kids go to. (laughs) All
0: right. Anything else before our listener questions? Silence is consent. Nothing else. Actually I shouldn't say that
1: now because Yeah, that is that is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Formally say that is it's not true.
0: Stu is is North Carolina what did they say? Nope. Did they ban it?
2: Are you uh no, it's it's not a trigger state. Uh, so South Carolina, which is about twenty minutes away, is so yeah. Dude, it, it's turn my house crazy. into a rescue for people. I was reading be
0: I was reading something online where they're saying now they're gonna relook at other things that are like in that category, like same sex marriage. I saw mm-hmm. sodomy on there, which is you're just yep. gonna ban butt sex, which seems a little harsh. And well, and then the other thing was interracial so- marriage, which is fucking oh. crazy.
2: Yeah, so, so it's, I'm it's I'm so- gonna
0: I'm gonna double go to jail if I have butt sex with my wife. We're going to get hit on two counts.
2: Yeah, the uh, that was from Clarence Thomas, whose wife just decided to, or was just found. His white she
0: wife, was, His white wife, yeah.
2: Yeah, who was just found to uh, have tried to turn over the last election. So this probably won't make it to the podcast, but. Uh.
0: Oh, I'm putting it in. I said butt sex. It's going in. All right, listener questions. First one comes from Anthony. Great crowd on Friday night. Grandstands were pretty full without hardly any media attention. Seems like the fan base is building. Who are the fans sitting on the press box side? So that question seems like it doesn't go with the first part, but the fans on the press box side are is for groups. That's the original stands yeah. that were there when they first decided to play at MCC. So that's for groups of like youth teams that come through or like groups from like, workplaces they put them there
1: yeah I did see a few um or at, at least one uh youth team I noticed uh, you had some of the same track jackets and stuff on that was pretty cool and for this last week there was this was the teacher appreciation week uh so that that was part of the kind of the, the group seating over there
0: yeah one of the members uh our members in NSU is a teacher and he brought some students out. Um, So, yeah, that was a good promo. It was actually better than I thought it was going to be. I I think they got a discount. They also had a discount for maybe not that night, but another night for veterans and stuff. It's good to see them doing promos like that um, because that that shit works like it works.
1: Yeah, I I was happy to see your response
0: to it. The other little side. Project or side card of teacher appreciation night was it was also pride night. And we had all the pride flags in the section and I've seen a lot of things people were posting saying like that. Thank you for doing that, which is a little weird because like, it's not that big of a deal. Like we have people in the supporters group that are part of the community. Like, why wouldn't we do that? Like we supported our people, but I guess you're welcome. I mean,
2: (laughs) well, it's, it's one of the things to remember too, is that, um, there are stereotypes on all sides and there's stereotypes with the name. I mean, we had to work with the league of when we were on a call of no ultras is basically because it fits the rhyming convention. It's not because we're right wing. Um, and.
0: Well, that, think- that that's also kind of unfair because there's a lot of ultras groups that are super left leaning, but I, I get, I get what you're saying where when you, when you think of that word, you think super militant. You think, yeah, you could think right-wing. But you yep. know what we did? We flipped the script.
2: <laughs> but it's it, it's good to represent because it's how you make a marginalized group not feel like a marginalized group is make them part of everyone. And you do that by making it clear that you're accepted here because... Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the, There's not a question that we need to... There's not a conversation we need to have. Yes, you can come here.
1: For sure. Soccer is for all, and all means all.
2: Exactly. And by the
0: way, your your little banner that you made, yeah. it's so much harder than you ever thought. It was because what was it going to be? It was, it was the pride flag, and then you were going to do soccer is for all. It, it was going to
1: say exactly that, yeah.
0: You, could, you just got as far as soccer. So if you see the pride flag, it just <laughs> says soccer on it. That's all Evan. And that's probably thought, my favorite one too.
1: I I thought I botched it, but you know, it looks good out there. It uh,
2: it, it's a callback to the the '99 uh, Open Cup win when there's just a sign in the uh, in the corner that just says soccer. Yeah. Because they didn't have any advertising. There's also one for like applesauce or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, wow, we're really reaching for sponsors right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say about? Well we could touch on the hardly any media attention. Um, I have a feeling that's going to change pretty Uh soon. If last game is the new standard, it's going to be almost impossible for local news to ignore it. And I know, I know what they're doing. The the news is a business. They don't want to cover things unless they're going to get a return, which is clicks that they can siphon with ad advertisements and make money that way um what i think is going to happen is regardless of what our theories are about moving up to d2 in this mls pyramid if 1200 is the new baseline that's outdrawing any other soccer team in the area by about a thousand so there is a, a spot in that coverage for that like if you want i mean if you the bills the sabers all that shit dominates local papers and local media you're cutting out such a large piece of the pie because a lot of people that go to red wings games and amherst games they don't necessarily even care about the sport itself it's just something that's successful and in this city and this is trending to be the third i guess thing like that
1: for sure i I think it'll change I think it'll start to get more attention and I've seen little snippets here and there I don't have the news on all that frequently in my uh in my household and I certainly haven't read a newspaper in a good 10 years but um yeah outside of a little bit here and there I haven't seen much but i I do think and I certainly I certainly hope uh it, w- it will change
0: and that's just not us that's a problem with any soccer team pretty much in any city regardless of the division, really.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: All right. Anything, Stu, or you want to go to the next one?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm good.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Matt. Do we need a new number nine and/or anyone else? The market is open right now to sign a player.
1: No, 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 no. We don't need a new number nine. I think. Uh, I'll take a new number nine. Like like sure. Like I'll i t- I'll take good players. I, I think we could we could use a, a really good player anywhere. But I don't think that's a that's a crying a crying need for the team. We we've gone through a few games uh where we've been the better team. I I think in each of the last three games, uh Cincinnati, which which was a loss, and uh Revs and Columbus here where we had uh shootout wins where, where I think I think we were the better one in each, and I think it was at least I don't know about dominant, but clear that we were the better team. The the goals will come. I I think there were plenty of opportunities. I think the XG on the Columbus game was something uh, almost to three. Uh, I'm looking at, I have one open here, uh, an Instagram account that, or excuse me, a a Twitter account uh, at GameFlowXPG. Um, they have some pretty cool graphics. Um, some some folks in our our Discord were were sharing this. Uh, it Says that we have a, had a 2.8 xG to 0.8 xG. Sometimes they fall, sometimes they don't. I, I I don't think we have like tragic finishing up front. We definitely had games where we got more than our fair share. Um, so, so it happens. I don't think it's a crying need, and I th- I think the goals will come back
2: uh, pretty yeah. soon. The, the thing to remember about xG is it's it's basically just about where the shot occurs. It's not about anything else that's happening at that time. So it's expected, but a breakaway goal from one spot on the field that gets to the keeper it, or gets to that becomes a goal is the same as a shot on the field that gets to the keeper that has 20 people in the box, but just somehow makes it through. So it's it's not a perfect number and I do think the keeper last game did very well, but we're going to have that in this league because there's so many, there's so many keepers and, but there's only one on the field at a true on the field at any one time. So it's much more likely that we're going to get an MLS caliber keeper in this league than we're going to get a MLS caliber midfielder, for example.
0: Right. And we're still, you know, depending on when you look at the table, third or fourth, even going up against MLS caliber keepers. So I, I agree. I don't think we need a new number nine. I mean, we have four strikers who cover pretty much every type. We got an alien. Who's the all rounder We got pop. Who's the scrapper Smith. Who's the big man. And Rayo. Who's the speedy Gonzalez. Like we, we got every flavor already on the roster. I don't think it's a screaming need. I think the players that we have are enough to get us into the playoffs and honestly make a very serious run at winning this trophy.
2: I would say the only positions we need some cover in is defense. Right. We're I pretty... would say
0: yes. Cover is, is a good way to put it. I don't think we need a, a a starter to come in and take somebody's spot, but yeah, having some depth would never hurt.
2: Yeah. I guess taking a the other side of this, do you think we're gonna lose anyone this summer? Um the club hasn't announced Williams and he's he was released, so he's either got it got a week to week contract or he's
0: Yeah, I don't it, know I don't know if it's the club's MO to really announce that stuff. Um just because they haven't announced it I don't think doesn't mean that anything's happened.
2: What I'm saying, something would have happened. so he he his, uh, yeah. he was on he was on loan. That loan's now been terminated. So he's either on a week to week or maybe month to month contract or they signed him and they haven't said anything. Um, they they didn't announce just with, with everything going on. they it's expected that there would be some changes, but like the website's saying some of the players were on amateur contracts for example, like Mm -hmm. our backup keeper, um, I believe. And they could have just trying to run a team with this amount of people that a D3 team has may have just not announced it yet or might be holding on to it.
0: Well, I I don't want to say that anybody specifically is going to leave just based on a team wanting them because it very much depends on what team it is and what roles they need to fill. And that's just too wide of a catchment area for me to make a prediction. I think we have a lot of players on this team who could leave because somebody wants to sign them a level up. Um, I'd say the only one that might be a safe bet to say would leave just based on him being alone still is Kaiki. And I know we don't know the details of, his situation with his parent club. We know it's a little, you know, iffy. Um, But not having any information on that leads me to believe that we can still bank on that parent club still owning his contract. And eventually, yes, he will leave. Um, I don't know what their keeper roster looks like in, in their own domestic league and what their need is for him to come back. Um, but for right now, that's the only one that I'm going to consider to be a possibility to leave. And it's mostly just because I don't want any of these players to leave. So I'm choosing to believe that they will stay.
1: Yeah, we want to, we want them to stay, but I, I think you guys, you guys named the guys. I, I think Ed and, and Kaike are the ones who could, could, depending on the, the details of their situations, which, which I, I don't know specifically enough, uh, might, might be the ones to look out for.
0: And I think we learned our lesson early on in this podcast about making predictions and uh, going out on a limb because we still get fucking roasted for Frank Lampard.
2: We were given information. We made an assessment.
0: People don't care, Stu. People love dunking on us for that.
2: Yeah, well, we'll show them our listener count and then. (laughs)
0: Uh, flamethrower thrown. They'll (laughs) They'll, they'll dunk on us for that. Dude said suck my dick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And just to go back to Kaiki, I think it's actually more likely that he would stay because if he truly hasn't been paid in five months, there's probably a good chance that his contract's basically null and void now. Anyway. remains to be seen. Well, we'll do some investigation.
0: Yeah, we'll have some, uh, hot, Postseason season podcasts where we go right into fucking the Fabrizio Romano realm and start <laughs> looking at rumors
1: that's right Rochester Fab Romano's always sniffing out that that hot hot news those hot takes
0: yeah I'm gonna find out who that is because he's got some solid info all right the next two questions both come from North Korean pirate and I'm gonna combine them How much attention do you pay to the U S men's national team slash what's your favorite color
2: clear? Uh, Not much and orange.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I watch all the games. I don't get into online arguments with people about who should be starting and what the lineup should look like because that's U S men's national team. Twitter specifically is a toxic fucking bath and I'm in enough toxic baths just dealing with local american soccer. I don't need to get into another one. Um but, you know, I like to see the US men's national team win. So when it comes down to who should be starting and all that, I don't care. Whoever's the ones that make us win, that's the one. <laughs> Those are who should be starting. And my favorite color is green. I follow
1: I follow a little US, a little US uh, men's soccer. I'm a, I'm a pretty pretty big fan and uh I'll shout out to a few uh MLS Next Proers uh playing in the in the U20s not not our Rochester guys but uh, I think I think Noah Allen who we played against on Inter Miami I think a goalie or or two ha- have uh, maybe two of their goalies have uh are from MLS Next Pro teams um and then probably a handful of other guys that that I don't know of but yeah shout out to them
0: Yeah that's but, another thing that I think is like a secret benefit to, I guess, this league or being in this pyramid is you are going to see players make it to at least, you know, U20 or around there for the national team. I think the MLS building this pyramid is just as much for the national team as it is for their own, you know, D1 MLS product. So. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't, that's... I don't have, yeah, I don't have the hard numbers as far as like how many players from USL make it to the national team. I would say it probably very low. NISA is non-existent. So as far as like a pipeline, unless you're, you're just kind of banking on kids getting into that national team system early and not washing out, you need something outside of that to draw players from. And I think this is also kind of that.
2: Well, that's exactly why this, this pyramid exists. So the couple of years ago, us soccer Federation dumped their academies and basically just put it on the clubs and usls doing it a little bit. Um, I know that the, the rhinos had their own academy before that caused a ton of issues, but the system existing so that a u13 kid can play for the junior rhinos and then make it to the d1 rhinos stay playing at the same club that's exactly why mls now has the steps in between
0: yeah, and this it's not unique for america most countries do this and specifically in the recent history india did this because their national team was garbage and they actually
2: it's, a it's fun fact kind of. Yeah.
0: Well, a fun fact about them was that they had to bow out of a World Cup that they actually qualified for because FIFA wouldn't let them play barefoot. But they invented the Indian Super League. the i-League already existed in India for a long time, and then they created the Indian Super League, which is basically like a carbon copy version of MLS, specifically to build up their national team. That's why that whole league exists.
2: Also, it's the best league in the fucking world, and I will fight people on this. Absolutely. Uh, Evan has no thoughts. <laughs> Species. Yeah,
1: I'm good. I mean, I, I, I love me some I-League. Or Indian Super League.
0: Yeah, that's the right one. All right. right. Last question from Sam. Where is the best place for RNYFC information for rosters slash squad data? Website.
1: Yeah. I think the MLS uh, Next Pro website is decent. I think it's gotten better. We've definitely picked apart some flaws in the early days, but um, it's gotten cleaner. And I, I think you can get decent information there.
0: And most importantly, it's the only option for stats. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You can follow, like, if you're looking for like alerts on like when the games are you can get those on some some different apps uh one football fotmob w- w- which one's better for next pro i i can't remember what one of the other is fotmob okay
0: fotmob yeah, so... does Mob does everything basically except for stats and lineups it shows the entire schedule the matchups the times all that stuff one one football just has the roster on it um so i use fotmob Just because I use FODMOP for everything. Every day I look at it to see who's playing. And it has all the MLS Next Pro matchups on it. And it shows when our games are. Um, But if I want stats and I want lineups and highlights, I go to the Next Pro website.
2: Do you ever really want highlights?
0: No. But, I mean, I want good highlights.
2: I mean, same.
1: You all like good highlights. And that is also while I'm I'm on a, a Love Fest with MLS Next dot com, who uh, <laughs> is not a sponsor of this podcast, um, yes. but that is another thing that has gotten better, right? Like their highlight package. I think we've, we we might have mentioned that in a recent episode too. Those are actually like watchable now. I remember uh, in the first couple of games, it was just like nonsense clips from the game, like a few snips. With almost no intelligence, like towards what was happening in those clips, just thrown together. But now they actually have to do with like goal opportunities, which is a, which is a nice improvement,
2: yeah, and it's not just goals either. it It will show I I, I I think we commented on a couple of games where it was it was literally just like the four goals or whatever, and showed nothing else of, of the game. And it's like, no, now it actually does show some stuff and it's it's good to see the improvement
1: yeah right that someone with intelligence is taking a decent look at the action of the game and and putting something together and they're you know probably a few uh steps further that they could take with that but you know it's it's getting better so credit to them Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and i think mls sent some sent a crew to the the game to do some interviews after i think those were official
0: Mm -hmm.
2: mls interviews which was cool to see
0: yeah, the the girl interviewing said she drew, drove like six and a half, seven hours to get there. So
2: maybe, maybe the league can fly her. <laughs> maybe I don't know.
0: It's none of my business. All right, next game we play. It's the lost game against Orlando City B. Uh, that's gonna be Friday. Um, that's the rescheduled game and orlando city they're middle of the pack they're nothing crazy but i don't want to overlook them because of what happened with uh chicago um but yeah it's going to be the first responders and military night that's that's the one that it is they just posted something about it um so yeah we should be another good turnout and hopefully uh three points instead of two Cause we're going to need it now to get above New York because they're winning right now. And they are two points above us. So we need that three.
1: Yeah. We need that three. They, uh, yeah, they seem to be definitely toward kind of toward the bottom. They're, they don't have, they're not one of the teams with like a massive negative goal differential. Uh, but yeah, but, but that's, that's all I can, that's all I can tell from
2: them. So yeah, curious to see what they've got.
0: Oh yeah. I was generous by calling them middle of the pack.
2: Yeah. No, really? they're, they're they won their last game, but that was against F- SC Cincinnati, which we can't make too much fun. Oh, of. Oh, Cincinnati's
0: they... the one that we lost to, not Chicago. Cincinnati,
1: yeah. We we lost then, to them, Stu, so we don't want to. Can't we can't get
2: yeah, them to yeah. too. Yeah, bad. fuck them. But they uh, they lost three of their last uh, five and tied the other one, and I think they lost the PK in that. So they're not doing great. It would have been better to see them um, a couple, two months ago, but.
0: But just like we'll any that. other team in this league, you can't sleep on anybody because they'll they'll catch you. So as long as as the boys keep, you know, fucking focused and do what they do every game, it should be 3 points.
1: Should be 3 points. Do you want you want to go go forward with some predictions?
0: I'm going last this time.
1: I I I will go first. I feel pretty confident. I said a breakthrough was coming. Uh, I think it'll be this game. I think it'll be this game. I think it'll be
2: four to one. Rhinos. I I think it's going to be three zero. All
0: right. I was going to say three zero, but I'll do the um.
2: Do you want me to okay. do my joke answer?
0: No no no. I'll do the game show shit, the Price is Right thing, and I'll do two nothing. Go one under. Yeah. yeah undercut you what was your joke answer
2: Seventeen two.
0: that might happen though <laughs> if that happens it's gonna be fucking crazy
2: <laughs> the highlight reel will have to just be the game
0: oh all, all i'm gonna say though is that i go into every game knowing that we're not gonna actually i don't want to say this uh I, no i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna jinx it
2: so uh, i'm knocking uh, on wood okay What I'm going to say is every game we're making progress and it's always good progress. The result may not be there, but that's what happens when you try new things. And I'd much rather see the team playing this way than lose, than win on a fourth minute goal and just be in their box the entire game. Like Mm -hmm. lots of, well, twenty twenty eleven, or sorry, twenty. What was the year we didn't make the playoffs?
0: Thirteen.
2: Yeah, a lot of t- twenty fourteen, because I think that's when we got Lily. Twenty fourteen to seventeen games, which were just slogs.
1: We we do not park the bus. That that's for darn sure. They so oh so this one we didn't mention from the game. We're not gonna rehash the whole game, but we we did the Ray Ray at right wing back again as a late sub. And that did not go well the game before or the last time we tried it and credit to him better showing in that position. So he's getting used to that, but that is just like one of those moves that says like, like no way are we going to park the bus? Like that's, that's a go for it kind of sub and it is nice to see him maybe look, look a touch more comfortable.
0: And also credit to Bruno for making that same move again, because it puts confidence in the player that, might've not had a good showing and he goes and he puts his hand on his shoulder and he says, you know what kid go out there and do the same fucking thing. It's going to work this time. It was just bad yeah. luck. So I like that move and I like that coaching style.
1: I like it too. I like it too. I, and I like that player a lot. So I'm, I'm happy to see him get a, get another shot there. Uh, and it'd be really useful. We, we can definitely use another right wing back. So um if that ends up being a, a spot for him, that's a nice that's a nice win for us
0: well, because you think about it that's smart too because you look at the the wing position like i i I don't think he's gonna push Williams or Rayo or Batiz or Brigida out of the way for that spot so if he can if he can provide you know more depth or even work up to a starting wingback position, that's probably also better for him. To be able to get playing time,
2: he's also yeah. 18. Remember,
0: right? So yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, he's really young. And he's, probably, he's probably
1: still finding his his finding his best position too. So this is still he's he, he's a work in progress as a player. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, good to see.
0: Best hair on the team. Tight, yeah, tight. You look like you're reading uh, something, Stu.
2: Yeah, I was reading fan fiction. Uh, oh, okay. I, I was trying to translate oh, apparently. About,
0: the first time I ever uh, read fan fiction was I was like a, a Harry, I was maybe nine. It was when the Harry Potter books were coming out. And I was on a message board and I was reading Harry Potter fan fiction. And like most of it was just like, oh, Hermione takes this class and they do this spell, whatever. And then I clicked on one thing where I didn't know what NSFW meant when I was nine. <laughs> and I clicked on it. And it was horrific shit, and it like fucked me up as a nine-year-old.
1: Yo, watch out! Watch out for that man. Stay Harry Potter.